Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What is up, everyone? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, March 23rd, 2022. I am your host, Tamar Sane, and joining me is the one, the only, Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. Good morning, Tamar. How's it going, man? It's going well. Is this the first time we've ever done a KFGD together? I don't think so. I think think we we did did one, right? Yeah, I think we've done one on another sort of special occasion, and this one is especially special because Mm. Bless had to call out so then i was gonna host with greg and then greg uh was at some gdc thing they gave him a gift bag open it up three snakes jumped out thanks yeah and it's 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 a fucking mess they're getting to him somehow over there at gdc so mm-hmm. uh you came off the bench in yeah. heroic fashion and mm-hmm. i will thank you until the end of time for doing so of course anytime like mm-hmm. i i i think that something needs to be done about these snakes because they are going unchecked um, I've been living in San Francisco a little while, and I tell you what, every sometimes I'll turn a corner onto like a road that I've never been down and see just the end of a snake, just just turn, turning mm. a corner, and I'm like, oh, there's one That's of those how they warn you. snakes that constantly getting specifically people at kind of funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they are out there. It's terrifying. So one of the things that is quite um funny to me is like uh when we were in uh, the uk we had one of the GameSpot staffers mike mahadi who you may know from mm-hmm. a um polygon now and fire escape podcast come over and uh, we convinced him that um there were tunnel snakes in the underground oh no um so we told him like oh because he was like oh I, I saw i saw rats on the um on the platform and you will sometimes see rats on the platform just like running or scurrying <laughs> away and i was like yeah there's loads of rats and the funny thing is like we had to the government had to let loose um snakes to catch the rats to keep the rats population under control always and a that's bad why idea. I, yeah that's why whenever you're on the train when the train like stops mid you know between stations that's because there's been a build-up of snakes tunnel snakes um that's, and and yeah and that Kevin, is why and he was like oh that's really interesting Simpson. we'll get to, we'll get to this story uh in a bit tam but i mean that's the problem when you hire the suicide squad right like yeah. it's it's like hire it's like throwing in a bunch of snakes and thinking you can trust them to take <laughs> out the rats and then come back to you you know completely like yeah 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 we we took out the rats now you know we're ready to go back into captivity no they never no, are no they're not they never are that is why you don't hire the Suicide Squad. Well, you but, get gorillas to eat the snakes, right? Yeah, yeah. And then you get um, humans to fight the gorillas. And that's how Easy. you end up with Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. There you go. Oh, Ma- oh, Matt Enriquez in chat just says Ratcatcher. We were just talking about Ratcatcher. We were, yeah, we were just, we were talking, just about, talking about yeah, Daniela Melchior. Because I kept seeing photos of her on my Instagram Discover feed because my Instagram Discover feed is largely a lot of nerdy things. It'll be like Chris Hemsworth or Chris Pratt, like laughing. And then it'll be like Elizabeth Olsen, love of my life. And I kept seeing 
Ratcatcher, but in my mind, I was like, why am I getting fed photos of Lana Rhodes? Mm -hmm. And if you are in a work environment, don't Google that name. Don't. Um, no, Google it. Don't. Go for it. No, don't, don't do that. Don't, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. And I was like, why do I keep getting fed photos of Lana Rhodes? And I was like, oh, that's Ratcatcher. Holy shit. It just blew my mind. Blew I mean, Lana Rhodes is known for catching some rats too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to know. <laughs> Let's move on. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Today's stories include what Suicide Squad. <laughs> no, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Bless you. Today's stories include Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League being delayed. Kirby reviews finally hitting alongside Tiny Tina reviews, which are also uh -oh. hitting. And Sony's commitment to single player games and more because this is kind of funny games daily where each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv for slash kind of funny games we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about if you're watching live you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kind of forward slash you're wrong do not send me any corrections about lana Rhodes catching rats um if you don't <laughs> want to watch live you can watch later on youtube.com forward slash kind of funny games or roosterteeth.com or listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily remember you can use Epic Creator Code Kinda Funny on all Epic Store and Epic in-game purchases. So if you're playing games like Rocket League or Fortnite, please enter the Kinda Funny code and you will help support this channel. And to be part of the show, head to patreon.com forward slash kinda funny games where bronze members are above get to write in and silver members are above get this show ad-free along with the exclusive daily post show. Housekeeping, I mean one time, let it be a bad game of sweep in. PSI Love You is up with a Ghostbusters preview and America's favorite quiz show, You Don't Know Janet, which is great. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Gordon Maguire, Fargo Brady, and Pranksy. Today, we are brought to you by Cuts Clothing, Lumen Skin, and Honey, but we'll tell you more about that later. For now, let's begin what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have six stories today. A baker's dozen. Exactly. Thank you, Kevin. First up, we've got a review roundup for Tiny Tina's Wonderland, the first, uh, not the first, like another Borderlands spinoff. First review comes from GameSpot.com. We gave it a 7 out of 10. It was reviewed by Darren Bontheus, who says, As a spin-off, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands doesn't reinvent Borderlands wheel with its shift towards fantasy that bears a chaotic, neutral alignment. Instead, it explores familiar territory that repeats the best and worst of Borderlands formula, and it doesn't venture out of its comfort zone. That makes for a game that is packed with solid first-person shooter action and competent multi-class system for creating an interesting fate maker. Tiny Tina's Wonderland retreads the same mechanical and narrative grounds as Borderlands 3, ultimately creating a chapter in the franchise that's fun, but forgettable. IGN's Travis Northup gave it 8 out of 10 and said, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands is a fantastic fantasy take on Borderlands' tried and true looter shooter formula. Very thankful that they didn't use the word shlooter, which sucks. I've um, never heard that, and I never want to hear it again. Yeah, it's, it's got real bad mouthful. Shlooter. <laughs> it's like schlong yeah that's well. exactly what it is don't want it don't want it yeah. as spin-offs go it sticks dangerously close to its past success which at times felt a bit unoriginal and some of the new stuff it tries like procedurally generated combat encounters didn't pan out terribly well luckily the excellent writing hilarious performances from an all-star cast and ridiculous combat continue to shine brightly and make this tabletop inspired explosion fest absolutely worth your time 
Uh, Eurogamer didn't give it a score, but said it's Ashley Bursch's character of Tiny Tina that sums it up best. She's earnest and committed, regularly overdoing it with a character that's intentionally designed to be painfully shrill. But Tina's also sympathetic somehow. Through all that noise, she's likable, likably upbeat, innocent, goofy in all the ways uh, that implies character. The way that someone young or vulnerable can be to cover up some wound and project a bit of teenage nonchalance. The goofiness is not always endearing, but again, that's baked into the character. And it's baked into Tiny Tina's Wonderlands and the wider Borderlands world. That's really all this game is. Something scrappy, irritating, giving the impression of something stitched together on the fly. But at least it's still earnestly, chaotically, relentlessly upbeat as it dutifully scrambles along. Andy. You've played a, b a bit of this, if I, uh, if my sources are correct. What do you reckon? Your sources are correct, Tam. Uh, mm -hmm. Video is up right now on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. Uh, you can go watch me play the first hour of this. It was really more like an hour and a half, but I kind of edited it down. Um, I, I mentioned in the video, Tam, how I think when we talk about Borderlands as a story and as a as a product that we sort of um, we sometimes feel like it's it's overdone and the writing is just like cringy and terrible at this point. And I, I felt that way a lot during Borderlands 3. I don't know what changed on the writing team, but goddamn, I was laughing a lot in this. And maybe it's like a product of who the characters are. Maybe it's Ashley mm. Birch being the lead character and. Uh, I was reading some of our YouTube comments and some people who, you know, do not like Tiny Tina as a character. They think she's a bit too much. And she can be. For me, I have no issue with that. I love Ashley Birch as, as Tiny Tina. And I love Wanda Sykes and Andy Samberg and Will Arnett. And the writing is, like, surprisingly really good and really funny. And I just, I, I guess I'm always kind of expecting the worst from Gearbox when it comes to terrible poo poo pee pee fart jokes and mm. i was having i was laughing a lot tam and the gameplay fun as hell i think a lot of what people were mentioning sums it up pretty well although i do think it breaks the mold in in terms of it being this sort of you are you have this top-down view and you run your little character which looks like a a D, D toy uh figurine over this overworld and you can walk in grass sometimes and there might be a randomly generated fight and in that fight, you can kill somebody and then get some loot for it or whatever, um, or, or take on a mob of different mm. people in there. But you're largely sort of creating your adventure and, and going out through this overworld. You can knock down shortcuts in the overworld and take different routes, and that may benefit you to get better loot. I, I was kind of surprised by how much I was enjoying myself with this. Um, I haven't played nearly enough to do a review or anything like that. But I'm sure by the end of the week, some of us will have put in more hours. I had a lot of fun with it. I think if you're a Borderlands fan, you're going to absolutely love it. And even if you're someone like me who hasn't really played Borderlands since Borderlands 3 came out, which I thought was a good, fun game, this is a, this is an absolute blast. Uh, all the different mm. classes are neat. Um, the self-awareness of you running through this world being narrated by Tiny Tina and... Um, there's a really great moment where Tiny Tina's like, hey, go blow that thing up with the C4. And I had the immediate thought of like, wow, we're just going to call this thing C4 here in this fantasy world. Like, that doesn't really make sense. And immediately Wanda Sykes is like, 
you don't think you could have called it anything, you know, more fantasy themed? You're just going <laughs> to leave it at C4? And Tantini's like, yeah, it's a good point. It's a good point. <laughs> and it's just like, there's a lot of really great, genuine moments uh, of just laughter that I was having with this. So I mm. think absolutely recommend it if you're into Borderlands at all. And if you're just in for a good, fun time to shoot some things up with some friends, go for it. I think this is an absolute blast. Yeah, I'm one of those people who uh, does not enjoy Tiny Tina. Um, and Borderlands 3 did not hit for me, even though I played it to completion. Yeah. I think the best moment in that game was literally the ending song choice that they picked, which is the oh. Alicia Keys, that girl is on fire. <laughs> and like, it was fantastic, but it was also typified by like, in that moment, I was playing with Lucy and Simon from IGN. And in that moment, when that joke was supposed to land, like there was a bug where she couldn't hear it. So we were like, oh, oh. that's pretty good. And she's like, what? What's good? Why is the, why is the credit silent? And I was like, oh, oh, no, that sucks. You missed the best <laughs> joke in the game. Uh, like the, the, the game, the game has been setting up that joke for the entire runtime and you missed it, which sucks. But yeah, I, you're the first person who's kind of like made me start to think, oh, maybe I should give it a try because we have a similar sense of humor and, and like um, we like the similar types of games. So maybe I'll, I will give it a shot. My question for you, Andy, is Borderlands, obviously a very popular franchise. Where do you see the future of this franchise going? Can it stay in the way it is? Because I find a, with more more series than most like people who like borderlands are absolutely okay with it being just more borderlands mm -hmm. but i don't know if that can continue much longer it seems like people are getting kind of tired on it do you think it needs to evolve do you think it can evolve where do you think it might go um i mean i don't really know how they can expand the formula really unless they just do sort of more offshoots like this one uh maybe add a roguelite feature in which i know that some of their end game um i know that blessing and janet andrew and greg played something like that where their end game is kind of like wave based and you try mm. to get the best run possible yeah it's like a chaos mode or something yeah like that. kind of um i'm honestly not sure because i think that borderlands has enough of a built-in audience that are the hardcore fan base that will be there that will be there to buy all of the sort of you know uh loot boxes and things of that nature i know they're not called loot boxes anymore but mm. um i think they have enough of a built-in audience that they don't necessarily have to reinvent the wheel a whole lot um i think the more important thing is how do you bring back people like yourself who have been kind of you know mm. disinterested over the years right yeah um, i played all i've played all of them and but like i i have my interest in them has been dropping yeah for sure um i really think that it it, it might come down to different actors with different writing teams possibly um because again like i was i was interested in this game being able to play co-op with friends and it also being my first borderlands on pc um mm. but man i was i was really kind of blown away by the writing team um and by the quality of writing and oh my god it is puns galore like good puns good <laughs> some good ass puns that's my official review in the like two hours that i've played of it um but i'm not sure tam honestly i don't know if they add a sort of versus mode whether it has to be yeah. more of a living breathing product like a destiny type thing i'm not sure yeah, I feel like that's the next step. I, I feel like the two branches that I see happening is some sort of competitive scenario. 
um, as well as an actual like games as a service title, as opposed to like shift codes and that kind of stuff. Right. Um, where it's like a Destiny style Borderlands experience. But then I'm There's like, a hub world where all the other players yeah, are at. Yeah. I, I like personally the idea of being in that world in perpetuity with that kind of not art style, but like aesthetic, but it also like tone. Like, yeah, I just it, it just sounds like like imagine being stuck in in a in a room with the class clown for like forever. Yeah, like, that sounds like a nightmare. But I am interested in seeing where they go next with it. Um, I would I would be pretty disappointed if they do Borderlands Four and it's more of the same and it's like, hey, we've added jetpacks now or something like that. Um, Wild but run. yeah. Wall, wall run yeah they did slides this one and they made this is a, they should receive an award for how much mileage they got out of sl adding a slide in marketing <laughs> which is a lot <laughs> they were like banging on about that for a whole lot i was like okay man all right we get it you can slide everyone can do that now sweet um but yeah i'm interested to see where it goes Speaking of things going places, Suicide Squad is going out of 2022 and into 2023. That's right. Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League has been delayed to 2023. This comes from Steve Watts at the number one, two, three, four, five, six, and seven video game website on the seven. internet. Yep. Gamespot.com. That is right. Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, the anti-hero game set in Rocksteady's Arkham Universe, has been delayed to spring 2023. A message from the studio founder, Sefton Hill, said this decision was difficult, but the game ultimately needs more time. The official announcement follows reports that the game was set to be delayed. Warner Bros. may have tipped its hand as well when Warner Media's chief executive officer, Jason Klier, um, tweeted about its upcoming slate of 2022 games, and Suicide Squad was conspicuously absent. Hmm. Um, Suicide Squad stars four playable anti-heroes as part of the eponymous government Black Ops Task Force. They are Harley Quinn, Captain Boomerang, King Shark, all hail King Shark, King Shark's the best, and Deadshot. They're forced to take on the super-powered heroes of the Justice League when a scheme from alien villain Brainiac corrupts them in some way. It had previously been set for a 2022 window without a specific release date. This is what Sefton Hill said. Uh, We've made the difficult decision to delay Suicide Squad, kill the Justice League to spring 2023. I know a delay is frustrating, but that time is going into making the best game we can. I look forward to bringing the chaos to Metropolis together. Thank you for your patience. Um, so yeah, while Suicide Squad takes place in Superman's home turf of Metropolis, it is said to be connected to the Arkham universe in which Rocksteady's three Batman games took place. Another game, Gotham Knights, is set in the more familiar Gotham City and looks very similar to the Arkham designs, but takes place in a separate universe. That game is set to come out on October 25th, 2022. How do you feel about a delay to Rocksteady's, um, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, Andy? I think that when PS I Love You and the X cast have that sort of fantasy game picking league or whatever, yeah, they need to just come up with a whole different thing. It's like what what's the next game that gets delayed? I mm. think that's like the that's the one that people are most interested in. Uh, that's I would have watched that episode. I didn't watch the other episode, but I know that I, Gary yeah. would have killing it with the Kirby pick apparently. Yeah, I believe this. I believe like uh, Greg also called this delay. Um, really. Yeah, I think hey, he Greg called would have got points. Greg gets two he would have points got from hella me, points. Yeah, Greg, you yeah. can get five points from me. Whoa, um, shit! Seven points that, in total. Seven points. Great job. Who, <laughs> no one else has got any points, so you've won this. You've run away with this. Incredible uh, I, scenes. I'm not super shocked by this. However, is this their second delay, or am I just? 
so I don't think this is their second. I think this is their first delay. So they announced uh-huh. the game, didn't give us a release date, and then mm. gave us a release window, and mm. then now it's a delay. Um, but- I'm I'm not too shocked by this, honestly. Um, I think that this has kind of become the norm. And um, at this point, it's like you're going to see a resounding do what you got to do from everybody on the Internet. We've seen Mm. what uh, we've seen what rushed games look like. We've seen how they perform. We see that they release broken and then you spend so much time trying to fix those uh, broken things about it that and that and all those time and all that time could have gone to other areas of development. And I think that. Studios are more aware of that, and I think that when you try to release something quicker, sure, that's less budget in terms of development time, but I think that that also means that it's going to be less development time in the future to fix the broken shit. So, uh, yeah, good on them. Keep on delaying it as much as you need to. Um, I I know that you're a massive Batman fan, Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know if this one was necessarily one that was super interesting to you, Tam. Yeah, it is massive. I'm like, I'm an overall, like, I love Marvel. Obviously, I like all comic book stuff, but uh, the DC universe is one that I is is my favorite universe. Um, just because Batman, I grew up with, and Superman is a character that I really love, and there's various others, Booster Gold, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense. For, I'm actually thankful that they're doing this because I would that gives um, Gotham Knights a little more space and room to breathe as well. I thought it was pretty wild that they had both of these games coming out in the same year. Um, it didn't make any sense to me, especially since on paper they look like similar experiences, if you know mm. what I mean, like multiplayer co-op kind of uh, games and it made no sense to me that they were making the same while being slightly reductive admittedly making the same game with different characters the marketing is already confusing enough where it's like we've got you know uh, a game that doesn't look like the batman games that rocksteady made in the batman universe and a game that does not in that universe so it felt very messy and uh, like tangled up right now and at Mm -hmm. the very least this gives them uh, uh, more of an opportunity to decouple kind of the confusion from what it is and they can more closely focus on hey this is a Batman game um, clearly a Batman game is from this studio it's not in that universe and you can play this for the next few months I heard um, that if you start both games at the same time though Tan they sync up together oh, like Pink Floyd yeah. and Dark Side of the Moon that's yeah. wild a lot of similarities yeah. yeah sounds amazing um, but yeah I- I'm excited because I want to I'm I'm like treating Gotham Knights as one of those games that I'm really going to sit down with and relish and enjoy um unless it's crap in which case I wouldn't be doing that but um <laughs> so like I and, and I'm excited the fact that um I won't have to quickly like rush through it and move on to it um because I know there's another DC game coming out very shortly um uh, I think it's a smart move um especially if it means that they get more time to make the game the best it can be um which they need to do i mean like rocksteady is a for me a studio that hasn't done any wrong in a really long time i know there are people that still have the taste of arkham knight in their mouth to a degree um the pc version or or like the even the console version people aren't like as hot on that one as i am i think arkham knight is fantastic 
um it's got some issues but um i think overall it's an incredible game uh but yeah i, I like the dark souls 2 of that <laughs> franchise it, not even dark souls 2 honestly like uh I, I think it's just like a straight up good game the like demon the, souls yeah maybe like uh, demon souls probably yeah <laughs> um i think it's a straight up like great game um the only downside of it is the forced tank racing sections um which i'm like um i'm good um i like i like the batmobile a lot and especially in the open world it feels fucking cool um but yeah i think they they they're a studio that there's a lot of expectation on them if you know what i mean like they they can't they need to put out a banger of a game um and i think that they know that and i think that they also kind of need to do that because it kind of solidifies and cements their 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 status as a top tier developer um they've been out of the uh limelight for a little while so i think they need to remind people like hey we're the one of the best in the business and this is our proof of it and i think like giving them the extra time to do that not only lets them do that for themselves but it guarantees future projects that they work on if dc gives them superman next or dc is like make a deadshot game or whatever it may be green lantern like they take the performance and the sentiment around this game forward, and if they can do make moves that won't affect them too difficult or too badly, while also guaranteeing the quality of this game, it it will be beneficial for future products and projects. So good on them for doing it. Um, Andy, who are you going to main in that game though? In Suicide Squad. Yeah, you got Harlequin, Captain Boomerang, King Shark, or Deadshot. Um... Keep in mind that if you're playing with me, King Shark is taken. Mm, okay what if we like can we can Trade we off? flip the coin or yeah 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 i would have i thought you would have gone for dead shot like snipes in the air like cool trick shots and he's, he's a, a little too serious right a little too serious true, yeah, that is um true. but also captain boomerang is that his name captain yeah, boomerang yeah 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 um i think a little too nonchalant right like i need yeah. i need some business with some party and i think harley quinn yeah. is exactly that Oh, okay. No. No. Harley Quinn. There you mm -hmm. go. That's amazing. Yeah, I think I'm going to go King Shark. And if I can't get King Shark, I have to go Captain Boomerang because he's Australian. It looks fun as shit. Like, every, anytime I've seen uh, previews of that game, something that I wasn't necessarily looking forward to, and I think I think the Arkham Knights game speaks to me a bit more, I, I once they kind of solidify, like, here's what the game loop is, here's... What to expect from it? It's a shooter with uh, superhero abilities. Like, mm. oh, I was not expecting that. That seems a lot neater than, yeah. you know, maybe one character just only being melee based. I like the idea that everybody sort of is a different version yeah. of the same character. Is it just a shooter? Is it a shooter? Oh God! Don't ever say that. <laughs> don't ever say it. <laughs> yeah, sure. every time I've I've seen it as well. It's it's looked like a lot of fun. It's got an yeah. energy to it that I really like. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, so I'm excited to play it. And now, hopefully, it'll be a better game because they have delayed it and are spending more time making it. Uh, next story is a review roundup for Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Yes, another Kirby game is here for all you baby gamers out there mm -hmm. but except it's not a baby game this time like i say baby gamers because kirby is genuinely like aimed at kids um and it is like quite easy but this one seems to be quite different um i love the kirby games and i'm excited for this one it's got a nine out of ten from GameSpot. Stephen Petit writes, Kirby and the Forgotten Land is one of those games that is just hard to play without constantly having a silly smile on your face 
It's far more than just cute and charming platformer with colorful visuals, though. This is one of the best platformers on Nintendo Switch thanks to its brilliantly designed stages and a dynamic arsenal of abilities that consistently shake up the moment-to-moment platforming and action. And Frank and Kirby, if you're reading this review, please don't eat me. If you want to find out what that joke's all about, you have to read our review on GameSpot.com. VGC, meanwhile, gave it a 4 out of 10. Um, this was written by Matt Castle, Matthew Castle, who is a friend of mine, and wrote for Official Nintendo Magazine for a really long time, so he knows his stuff. Um, outside of Platinum, no one knows how to end a game bigger than how. We just wish they channeled some of that five-star magic into a more low-key platforming leading up to it. That would be a game worthy of Nintendo greats. As it is, Forgotten Land is another accomplished charmer from Hal Inhalatory Hero. Hal's great word, Inhalatory. Yeah, it's a great word. Um, Game Informer 9 out of 10, John Carson says, uh, oh, Game Informer, dropping the uh, decimal point there. Not 9.253 recurring out of 10. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Land is great and should not be missed for Kirby and platforming fans alike. This isn't quite the Pink Puffs rendition of Super Mario 64, but it brings the series uh, successfully into the 3D realm and doesn't need to rely solely on its latest entertaining gimmick. Kirby thankfully remains as charming as ever, and this new adventure can effortlessly provide hours of glee. And then finally, IGN's Tom Marks, great reviewer, um, Kurt gave it a 8 out of 10 and said, Kirby and the Forgotten Land successfully warps the series' already fun mix of ability-based combat platforming and secret hunting into the third dimension. The post-apocalyptic setting may not be as thematically interesting as Planet Popstar, but it is certain it is still lovely and vibrant and cleverly with cleverly designed levels that make consistently smart use of Kirby's abilities. Despite the change in perspective, Forgotten Land maintains most of what I love about classic Kirby games, and if the future means more 3D adventures for a hungry pink hero, I'd be more than happy to swallow them up. There you go. A lot of good reviews for Kirby. Um, Andy, any interest in playing it? Yeah, definitely. It was great being on that review, uh, having Tom on to talk with Tim, Mm -hmm. and I also mentioned at the end of it that we needed a Tim Tam Tom sort of uh, mashup with all three of y'all. Um, uh, I was mentioning that Kirby to me has only really ever existed in Smash games. I've never messed around with many Kirby games. Um, I think I played on the old school Game Boy way back in the day. And aside from that, it always just felt like Kirby was the character that was given games so that there wasn't an oversaturation of Mario on the market. Um, and I just never really saw it as this sort of title that I would really care about. But with all these previews happening, I'm super happy that there. this one actually seems like a must-play, where we've been getting Kirby games every year, pretty much. I think Baird on our review mentioned that 2013 was the last year we hadn't had a Kirby game since like, every year we're always getting some sort of title. Um, mm. And they've always kind of seemed largely uninteresting to me. But I think this one looks cute as hell, and I think this one seems really mechanically sound and offers a bunch of different variety in what you can do with the that little pink boy. Um, mm. I'm excited for it. I, I've been kind of itching for something like this since uh, Super Mario's Bowser's Fury. Yeah. You, you love a good Nintendo game to stream, so... Um, I do. This could work. Um, perhaps not as rage-inducing as Mario Maker or even Odyssey, but it still looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm I'm similar where I like Kirby games. I kind of bowed out 
after a, a, early days where it was like pretty easy. I found them to be very easy. Um, and I've and heard this more, one is pretty easy as well. Um, yeah. I think it's easy to play, trickier to find everything. Um, is a little more ingenuity required. Um, I, I dipped back into Kirby for when they started doing the Woolly World stuff and just to kind of get a taster of uh, the, the art style, which I think is really, really nice and really charming. But this feels like it's like genuinely trying to do something interesting with platforming and rethink some of the format of Kirby, um, which I'm super excited about. And it's got a sense of humor that is feels kind of um, self-aware, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like the, Kirby has become this kind of meme in the Smash um, Ultimate um, era. And, and like it seems like they're leaning into it. Like seeing him just swallow a car and it just looks like a car cover is is always going to make me laugh because his eyes, <laughs> he looks furious. It's absurd. When he does it. yeah. yeah, He's got the angry eyes and I just love that. It it's just so funny. Yeah, yeah it does. <laughs> it's painful every time. It's like Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to check it out. I'm excited to check it out. And also like, I'm. I'm it sounds, seems like a fun little game you could play on the Switch, you know, while you're in bed for a bit and... You know, just enjoy a little charm before you go to bed or something, or first thing in the morning. And that's exactly what I need right now. Yeah, absolutely. Remember, folks, you can go to patreon.com forward slash kind of funny games where you can get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, time to hear a little bit from our sponsors. Every day you got to get up, worry about work, worry about your family, worry about when you're playing games. It's too much. So remove the stress for shopping for clothes with Cuts Clothing. Cuts Clothing has perfected the art and science of men's shirts. So now you can throw on one look and look great without ever having to think about it. Plus Cuts has all the essentials for looking sharp like tees, hoodies, polos, and more. So you can stop bouncing between brands and shopping for different shirts. Tim Gettys loves Cuts. He went online, found the blues he loved, and then had them shipped to his door so he can go get haircuts and stare at electronics knowing he looks great. Cuts has totally revolutionized the traditional outdated t-shirt category. They make it easy to mix and match styles and colors so you can find the perfect style. They even developed their own fabric that's soft as hell and guaranteed not to pill or shrink. Join hundreds of thousands of guys who have made the simple decision to elevate their wardrobe with Cuts. Get 15% off your first order by going to CutsClothing.com slash kindoffunny. That's C-U-T-S Clothing.com slash kindoffunny for 15% off the only shirt worth wearing. All right, guys, let's talk about skincare. If your skincare routine is basically you washing your face in the shower with that one shower gel you've been using since high school, then it's time to level up your skincare game. But thanks to Lumen, you can drop that bottle of three-in-one and start using products that actually take care of your skin. All their products aim to help with those stubborn acne scars, under-eye dark circles, wrinkles, sun damage, dry skin, oily skin, and more. Uh, starting with Lumen is easy. All you have to do is take their two-minute quiz on their website, and they'll tell you exactly what routine is best for you based on your skincare needs. Plus, all their products are made using only natural ingredients that actually work. Guys, I swear, skincare shouldn't be that complicated thing we dread doing. And thanks to Lumen, it's simple. It takes you less than 90 seconds of your day. It's easy, and you'll have skin as smooth as Kevin Coelho's shaved cheeks. Level up your skincare game with Lumen Skin today. Go to lumenskin.com slash kindoffunny to get your free trial of Lumen's products. That's L-U-M-I-N skin.com slash kindoffunny to get your free trial of Lumen's products. That's Lumen Skin dot com slash kind of funny. 
This, of course, is one of my favorite sponsors of all time. It's Honey, ladies and gentlemen. When you're shopping online, it's easy to save money on your iPhone or computer. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. Imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites. When you check out, the Honey button appears, and all you have to do is click Apply Coupons. Wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons it can find for that site. And if Honey finds a working coupon, you'll watch your prices drop. Here's, ladies and gentlemen, where I go and I, boop, I hit pause on the end because I use Honey all the time this is my Google Chrome and right there is the honey button you install it there you can use it on your iPhone too but it's great it saves you money and then if you're logged into it accrues honey coins that you can then spend on gift cards and stuff all the time but then yes yes yesterday I was buying some Mizzou stuff off the internet guess what there it is I don't even think about it honey just pops up a little dancing coin he's like you want me to save you some money and I'm like yes you do if you don't already have honey you could be straight up missing out and by getting it you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this show I'd never recommend something I don't use. So get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash kinda. That's joinhoney.com slash Andy, there's another Elden Ring patch. You know I had to talk about this Elden Ring thing. Of course. Me and you, Elden Ring. We're going to go to... Even Kotaku's. if there wasn't a patch, I don't care. Yeah, we'd talk still talk about, about Elden Ring. Yeah. yeah. We're going to go Kotaku's Ethan Gak. Gak? 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 Elden Ring patch patches out a spiral of death exploit that Brick saves. Elden Ring players have discovered no shortage of ways to grief one another in PvP, but one exploit on PC was especially dastardly. It allowed players to trap opponents in an endless death loop. Good game. That would effectively ru ruin their save files. Not good. Fortunately, developer from software finally addressed the bug in a small update to the game that went live earlier today. Fixed the bug in multiplayer that allowed players to teleport others to incorrect map coordinates, reads one of the notes in the mini 1.03.2 patch. Bandai Namco didn't elaborate on how the bug worked, whether players who abused it would be banned, or what would happen to players that it was already used on. The publisher didn't immediately respond to a request for comment. A PSA from an Elden Ring news account warning players about the exploit blew up on Twitter last week on March 18th. There's an exploit going around on PC where hackers will corrupt your save file while, while you're invaded. Um, it read, first they will crash your game, and when you open it back up, your character will be constantly falling to their death. The exploit involved teleporting unsuspecting players to out-of-bound parts of the map where they would die within a few seconds. Loading the game back up resulted in the same thing. It wasn't clear how players were doing it or how widespread the issue was, but more than a few people affected by the exploit shared footage of their predicament online. They also shared potential workarounds, one of which was pressing Alt and F4 to immediately close the game, buying some extra time after it was reopened for players to open the map up and try to fast travel out of the loop. It's not clear if that works for every player affected, though. Or if today's patch will help those who have already fallen victim to the Elden Ring prank. The update also includes a few other small things. Um, nothing major. It fixed the bug that prevented the Ash of War endure from taking effect. And uh, fixed the bug that caused playable characters to die when trying to descend from oh, a spot near Bestial Sanctum. Not when they die entirely. That's not a bug. That's just a game, Andy. No, it's just like, so I fuck, I saw this thing on TikTok, Tan, that was like, hey, go down these secret spots. I was like, cool, I want to try that. But I had already gotten the brand new patch and there is a, there is a death boundary. There's just like a, there was a death uh, floor that like, you'd be on a branch and you walk down and then your character would die. <laughs> I'd be like, what the fuck? And then I went back to that TikTok and everybody was like, damn, they patched this shit out. But they, there's no way that should be a thing because... There's they want us to go down there. It's yeah. obvious that they they want us to adventure.
But yeah, they had put like some sort of death boundary on it. Uh, so I'm glad that they fixed that because that was that was maddening. That was lazy maddening. Miyazaki. Lazy just putting Miyazaki. death boundaries everywhere. Um, they also fixed a bug that sometimes prevented players from advancing Nephili lose a quest line. So that was a problem for a bit. Um, but yeah, I'm glad that they fixed that. I I have I had a moment where I teleported somewhere and I was just under the entire world and I was like, uh oh, hmm. this is not good. And I like tried to figure out whether I could go anywhere and I managed to run pretty far. Um, but obviously, like I could see the world and I was underneath it the entire time. A lot of lore down there, you know. A lot oh, of lore down gotcha. There. Yeah, yeah. Just, we'll just see what the breakdowns too. happen later. Yeah, uh, Vati hasn't seen any of it. I'm the yeah. only one who's ever seen all the lore down there. It's wow, just, it's a pal- place of darkness and. You know, when no no flame can exist, et cetera, et cetera. I'm gonna do a big I'm gonna do a big <laughs> big like video on it. And and then it's gonna be like Let me know if you want me to narrate it. Yeah, sometimes when you load the game, perhaps you won't load into the place you thought you were. That is by design. But we'll talk about that later. But we'll talk about that later. For now, disc plates. Um, <laughs> <laughs> very, very small joke that not a whole lot of our audience will understand. Um I'm um I I feel like I was playing with fire playing online mm. in the past couple of days because I am very, very far into my play in, into my save. I think I'm about 140 hours in uh, 148, I believe. Mm. And I, I, I had heard about this bug and I heard that I should be careful with it. But I just kept on I just kept on rolling with it. And I was like. Until I started seeing the actual risks that my whole save could be ruined, I thought, Andy, you're you're crazy, Andy. You're you're out there doing drugs in in front of cops, and like you don't even give a dang. And I'm glad that I have. I'm glad that they fixed this first off because I I can now feel safe going back into it. But playing offline would have been a disaster. I would have missed mm. all the cues. Would have missed all the warnings. You know? Yeah. There's. I would have missed all the liar ahead. Warnings. And Fortnite. And Fortnite, yeah. yeah, all the all those messages left uh, handwritten by George R. R. Martin, yeah, would have missed every single one of them. But yeah, I haven't done that much PvP. Um, I did a couple for a quest line from Vare, um, mm-hmm. who you can find, and you need to do some for him. But otherwise, I've stayed away from it. Thankfully, when I did do the PvP, I got my shit rocked immediately. <laughs> like oh. people, were, people were doing some wild stuff in there. Like I rolled up, and people were like ambushing me with like things that i'd never seen i was like okay cool so there's a lot for me to be excited about when it comes to that moment where i'm like all right time for some pvp but i'm glad that it's all it's... katanas and bleed it's all katanas dude it's and katanas and bleed but like i rolled up i did do one pvp where i was successful and i i could tell like i struck fear into the eyes of the person that i was fighting because i rolled up with nothing equipped like I had put my stuff away and they were standing there and they bowed, I bowed and then I pressed right on the D-pad and pulled out one greatsword and then they shuffled forward and I pressed left on a D-pad and pulled out a second greatsword and they shuffled back <laughs> and they moved back and I was like, yeah, you know what's about to happen here. <laughs> and it did not go well for what them, I tell you that much. What a game. <laughs> it's such a good game. But yeah, good to see that that's being patched out. Andy... This is blatantly just an excuse to talk about Elden Ring. How are you getting on with the game? Are you 140 hours in? Has your opinion of it changed all that much? Or um, how do you feel about it? It keeps on, it just keeps on getting better. It keeps on getting more impressive. Um, The the scale, the enemies, the storylines that I, again, I feel like this is the 
easiest story to understand that uh, that has been in a Souls game in terms of mm-hmm. like I don't need to necessarily watch a bunch of lore videos to fully understand what this character's motivations are. I feel like it's and and again that's always grading on this on the FromSoft curve in the same mm-hmm. way that on our review and I was like man multiplayer in this game is easier than it has been in any other FromSoft game but it's still a FromSoft game so take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. Um it's still not a naughty dog game in terms of narrative, right? It's not going to be super upfront with everything. But um, yeah, I just keep on being more and more impressed. I've gotten very, very close to the end. And I believe I could have finished the game in about maybe an hour and a half to two hours. And then I realized there's other stuff I want to go do. So I think I have like maybe seven to eight hours left of going mm. to go do more things in other places that I didn't even know existed. So I... The game just keeps on getting more uh, more and more impressive um, with the love and care being put into shit that you can easily miss if you decided yeah. to not do it. Am I right in saying this is currently your number one contender for Game of the Year? Uh, easily. Is there, Andy, this is my question to you, what is on the horizon that you think stands a chance of perhaps dethroning that? God of War, Ragnarok. God of War Ragnarok is the game that you are counting on for it to... Yeah, and it would, it. it would have to hit in a big way narratively because I kind of know what to expect from gameplay and I love the gameplay, uh, but I think it would have to hit in a major way narratively in order mm. to surpass it um, because I think even as it stands, if God of War 2018 came out this year, I would still give Game of the Year to Elden Ring and mm. God of War 18 is, I, I think, probably my favorite game of all time. Um, maybe, but mm. I, I just think this Elden Ring has just far surpassed any expectation, and I think a lot of that comes from the fact that um, FromSoft is not a notoriously transparent company. So I think leading into it, if a Western developer were making Elden Ring, I think we would have seen a bunch of like vid docs sort of coming out and being like, this is yeah. the biggest world we've ever created. You have no idea what you're about to experience. I think the fact that we just kind of assumed we were getting an open world game and it was way more, uh, way more impressive than I would have ever assumed it was. I think mm. that's kind of what uh, exceeds all those expectations for me. Interesting. Where are you at with Starfield? Do you not think that has a, Oh, I kind of, you know, I forgot about Starfield. Oh, many, that's, many that's people, and uh, many people are forgetting about Starfield. Yeah. Um. So uh, I am notoriously not the the biggest fan of Bethesda games, and I think a lot of that is just because I'd never liked the aesthetic of the Fallout games, and Mass Effect was always my sort of yeah game where I am making decisions. Um. That I, I always prefer the Mass Effect trilogy, and I also just couldn't afford a lot of games back in the day. So like. Sky, I played Skyrim and I enjoyed Skyrim quite a bit, but when mm. it comes to a game like Fallout, I just it was always just kind of too ugly for me to want to give it a shot in terms of like color palette and yeah. uh, just lighting and the way that the game looked back in the day um, with three and even with four. But I am I, we're talking about this with blessing that I am just immediately kind of pessimistic on what Starfield can be because when you're making a gigantic open world fantasy game, you know kind of what you can expect. And with an open world sci-fi game, the only barriers that you'll run into are going to be likely likely budgetary barriers. Yeah. And those are easier to notice when you're in a sci-fi world uh, because 
you just expect a big sprawling city and um why is this so closed off in this big open world you know like mm. um i think those i think those sort of walls will be a lot more easy to understand why they're there um but i still think that that kind of breaks the illusion a bit of having yeah. this gigantic universe to go explore i'm still stoked in terms of like g- joining a faction and like you know all of that stuff it seems like bethesda is doing everything to make me want to play this game in terms of like upgrade updating the engine and using photogrammetry and super lifelike models like i'm super stoked about all of that because yeah. i just in past have never really cared for their art style or their their engine yeah, I think I'm I'm in a similar place. Like I think I enjoyed Fallout and and uh, um, the Elder Scrolls games a little more, um, perhaps than you. Uh, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm not totally sold on Starfield just yet. I'm probably I'm definitely excited to check it out, especially given that this is an opportunity for them to really kind of refresh and do some renovations on the tools they use to make games and present a different kind of bethesda experience i think i would be a little disappointed if it was i just initiated conversation with a man who is now turning to look at camera as camera is zooming into their face sure like another one of those games um but at the same time those games also have given us some like hilarious and iconic moments so i think i'm i'm, I'm definitely excited for it do i think it's gonna dethrone elden ring i think it's gonna be very 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 tricky and that's because i have a personal bias um you know and i love these games these are elden ring especially or from's games are games that i vibe with on a very specific wavelength and frequency that very few mm-hmm. other games can can hit but i'm open to it i feel the same about god of war if there's a surprise zelda drop maybe i doubt it um and then also, you know, maybe Gotham Knights is spectacular in a way that we're just not prepared for. But right. again, who knows? Um, but yeah, I I, th- I feel like right now, little Miyazaki is he's running away with it, isn't he? Little yeah, I just menace. didn't. I I don't know, man. I just didn't. I think we expected a great game. Um, I just yeah. didn't expect this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. it has it far surpassed any sort of expectation I had for it. Um. Yeah, so like to the point where I was like, nothing will dethrone Bloodborne as my favorite FromSoft game, and like I think it might have honestly. Mm, it's just it. it's just too much and too good, you know. It's to too much it. of all the good things. Yeah, I'm still I'm still number one Bloodborne, of course, but this is an incredible game. Uh, a couple of quick hits now. First one comes from GameSpot's uh, Darren Bontheus again. Um, PS5 updates out now. The important part of this PS5 update is the future um, uh, promise of support for VRR, variable refresh rate, which is coming in the months ahead. Um, um, specifically on this topic, uh, Sony teased that variable refresh rate support will be coming to PS5 soon, which aims to make gameplay smoother on HDMI 2.1 compatible TVs and PC monitors. Variable refresh rate enhances visual performance for compatible PS5 games by minimizing or eliminating visual artifacts, which in turn helps to create a more graphically crisp image. To take advantage of variable refresh rate, games will need to be optimized through a game patch, or they can be uh, make the feature available at launch. For games that don't natively support variable refresh rate, it can still be applied, but Sony did caution that the doing so could result in unexpected visual effects. 
Sony hasn't provided an exact detail. Um, like what? On, on, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the weird thing. Um, Let's but go into some detail. Up. Yeah, what's the detail there? Like, I, I, Andy, you <laughs> asked, but you know this stuff super well. You've got a good PC setup. So for people who might not know, um, variable refresh rate just makes things crisper and smoother. And it's exciting, right? Yeah, I mean, this is great for console owners for sure. And anybody who's playing, we know that there's a lot of people on the next gen that are playing on those you know, those new LG OLED TVs that have HDMI 2.1 who are trying to get the 120 hertz uh, as much as possible. Yeah. So, yeah, it's great for Sony to kind of notice that, hey, those things that used to be only PC type things, we kind of should also yeah. support those things as well. Um, so that's great for them. But um, interesting, though, that it has to be... Uh, on a per game basis, and I'm not sure what yeah, that adds. I think that's to for native support. Wise. Yeah, for okay, native gotcha. support. Whereas, uh, like, it seems like you can just turn it on for everything. But again, you might just get like I don't know, fucking weird shit popping up, pent pentagrams and shit like that. Yeah, the like, unexpected visual effect. Yeah, I think it's is like funny. the devil like... will try and come through your screen to be like, "What are you doing?" That's <laughs> exactly what I thought. I was like, the the ring lady was gonna <laughs> is gonna yeah. pop out of your TV. <laughs> Just Greg dressed as a clown appears on your screen. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, I wish they gave a little bit more details there, whether it was just it is just more artifacting or maybe it is um you know, based on your TV, different brands kind of react differently. Um mm. but I'm sure this is a video that Digital Foundry is gonna just eat into. Yeah, just, it's that. lunchtime. Digital Foundry pop off. Just gonna wake up pitching a tent when this oh, comes yeah. out. Oh my oh, god. Oh yeah. Uh, but that a variable refresh rate update is still a few months away. Andy, if I wanted to know what's coming to Mom and Grub Shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Love it. Out today is Scaleboy Refractured for PC and Mac. Glitches Trip for Xbox One. Get Over Here for Switch. The Pillar Puzzle Escape for Switch. Gorilla's Big Adventure for Switch. Holy Head shit, the look Pig at all the Switch games. For Switch. Space Alien Invaders for Switch. Table Soccer Football for Switch. Galactic Football Armada for Switch. A lot of Switch games that you probably won't play out today. Deals of the day. Guacamelee 2 complete is $3 on GOG's flash sale. And then Far Cry 6 is $24.99 on Amazon. That's a pretty good deal for a chunky, chunky game. Um, read a mail. Uh, you can write into patreon.com forward slash kind of funny games where you can get your questions read on the show. Let's see what we've got today. Yes, I did not prepare in advance the read a mail because I am um, reckless like that. Why? Wow. Um, now I gotta take notes. I'm, on it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, there's, there's nothing. <laughs> there's long. nothing. Yeah, man. they're perfect. There's Nailed nothing. It. There's nothing, on. man. I hate to see it. Uh, <laughs> you're wrong. Um, I'm gonna go in there and let me tell you. Uh, oh my God. This is not, There's a real dumb one in here. Um, Charles Jacobson. Charles, if you're in this, Charles, listen close. Okay. Hey, Charles Jacobson's. Uh, you're wrong here, Andy. Is Lana Rhodes doesn't play Ratcatcher. She played by Daniela Melkor, a completely different person. Just missed the conversation, Charles. Just, yeah, just, 
You didn't even say that. Uh, we know <laughs> that wasn't what we said. No one well said that. Well aware of what Lana <laughs> Rhodes does for his Yeah, career. yeah, we but, know but, Lana Rhodes guys, doesn't play right catch well in the Suicide Squad. If he doesn't, if he if he didn't miss the conversation, this is very funny. Yeah, I mean, he he could be confused because Lana Rhodes known for catching a few rats. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't. I, yeah, I have no idea. Can you explain? That's not even a elaborate? euphemism. Like yeah. it doesn't. Uh, Wave says, uh, "Just wanted to correct you on the breed of animal you mentioned earlier. <laughs> earlier, Lana Rhodes dealt mostly with anacondas rather than snakes." Tam. <laughs> okay. All right, guys. Got a bunch of jokers uh, in chat. Yeah, we got a bunch of jokers. All right, everyone, calm down. Thank you, everyone. Tomorrow's hosts are Greg and Tim. Maybe? Question mark? Maybe. Um, and then Friday is Greg and Bless. If you're watching live on Twitch, after this is Kevin, please save me. What is after this? Maybe Fortnite, maybe Zelda. It might be really something. Yeah, it could, it could be a bunch of things. You know? Who knows? Yeah. Either one of those. Yeah, if you want to catch that stream later, you can subscribe to youtube.com forward slash kind of funny games. This has been kind of funny games daily, each and every weekday live right here on twitch.tv kind forward slash kind of funny games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com forward slash kind of funny games. So stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, laugh and grow fat. <laughs>